Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Today on the show, the Orioles cut ties with Austin Hayes. What does that say about the Orioles? What does that say about Michael Elias? And what does that say about Austin Hayes? Also, the Ravens add Earl Thomas. We'll break down that deal and talk about all the latest spring training training news. And best of all, it'll be it's the annual Matt's reading of the bracket. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am, of course, your endearingly stuttering host, Matthew Sroka, and as always, I'm joined by the zany one, Bert Rohde. <laughs> Thank you, sir. This is the second week in a row I'm coming into studio cheering for a professional or cheering for a sports established sports team that is not the Orioles. Go Belmont. And the button lever, Josh Sroka. Oh, that'll be taken care of before the season starts, I'm sure. What's that? Belmont. They'll be taken care of? Yeah. It's a good question. What's better, to have a 12 seed going in like Liberty? Yes. Which is a really actually a really low seed for Liberty, so good for Liberty. Yeah, it's surprisingly, yep. yeah. Or is it better to have, have a, be 11 seed, but you got to play to get into the 64? That sounds like a familiar tweet thread from yesterday. This is just a question <laughs> right. I just came up with. It's a... But you'd yeah. rather be the 12 seed, right? And already be in it? But, I mean, technically, yeah, I don't know. you why are in f- it. But why do you want to play one extra game? And why is it a play-in for an 11 seed as opposed – like, the play-in for the 16 seed seems to make sense. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, why not a play-in for the 15th seed? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, Temple – or I'm I assuming – I'm already assuming Temple's going to lose. Temple's going to get kind of screwed out of it because if they're going to go ahead and, for example, give Belmont the 11 seed – then why not give Temple a 16 seed instead of yeah. letting these two other scrub teams play right. to get in? Well, the reason is, and Belmont's a problem here, because usually in those 11 seed games, you have big conference teams who could beat the smaller conference teams, right? And so so you want to give, like, if you look at all the 16, 15, 14, 13 seeds, they're all really small conference Garbage teams. Garbage schools, yeah. Yeah. And so they never <laughs> play anyone good. But Belmont's the exception. If you guys just would have won the tournament, you wouldn't even had this nonsense, right? And you probably would have been a nice like ten seed or something, uh, or nine seed maybe even. But the fact that you lost your tournament, you gotta mess everything up. But that's why, because these, I mean, it, it's uh, these major conferences. You don't want to put them as a fifteenth seed because they could, like Temple, could really upset uh, a one or two seed. Sure. Well, and it's interesting too because in the Ohio Valley Conference where Belmont is. They lost the conference championship game to Murray State. So Murray State gets an automatic bid. Right. And they got that superstar, uh, I even forget his name, Lamont something. Yeah, um, he's supposed to go number two in the draft. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's a big deal. Um, After Zion. But Murray State got a 12 seed as well. 
So Belmont loses oh, the conference tournament and are playing in to get the 11th seed. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. It's interesting. Yeah. So if Belmont would have won, I'm guessing that Murray State would not have gotten in. I I beg to differ. I think Murray State would have gotten in because of that superstar player they got. They're going to want to showcase this guy's going to go like second in the, in the NBA draft. Yeah, but I feel right. like that's happened before with like, didn't like Ben Simmons not make the tournament or something? I feel like this happened before. Um, but anyway, enough small talk. Let's get into the 2019 Matt reading of the draft. I always there's a lot of different pe- a lot of different approaches people like to take. Um, personally, I like to start at the top left and work my way down, and then across. Mm-hmm. So I'm at the bottom still, bottom right, and then go up. See, I start in the middle. I pick who's going to win, and ah. then I work their path out. Okay, that's how that's called backward mapping. So I, I put, do that. I put plan. Duke in the middle, and then I fill up every line to get Duke there, and okay. then work it in. Okay, so uh, top left, Duke versus NCC or North Dakota State. I have Duke go Duke the Blue Devils. Moving on, <laughs> going on BCU. You know, any new listener UCF. is going to think you're going to go through this whole thing. <laughs> I have. They're just going to tune out. UCF with the big upset, nine of three. Same. I got the same. Yeah. Mississippi State versus my. Liberty Flames for bold predictions. I, I am not. I'm, I have Liberty Flames with the upset, of course, but I'm not a homer. I have them losing in the final four. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm not a homer. Liberty will lose in the final four. Wouldn't that be awful if they made it all the way to the final, the final four? four? Couldn't just pull it off. Yeah, it's going to be. I'm preparing myself to be disappointed. Oh, I, I when came. We don't I came dressed four. like this tonight. I thought for sure you'd be rocking the Liberty gear tonight. I know. I you're lucky. I barely. I made this podcast. I almost. Missed the podcast altogether. I know I almost did a number. Do you know what I hate? This really grinds my gears. Okay. And then I'll get back right. to my reading the uh, the bracket. When someone walks into like a meeting, I do this at, all the time at work, and I hate it when when other people do it. They walk into a meeting like ten minutes late, and they're carrying a cup of coffee that they bought from a store, and you're like, you got here ten minutes late, and you stop at the store to yep. buy coffee. So I, I almost pulled that number because I got a Dunkin' Donuts coffee that I paid for. Because ever since Joe Flacco left, I always pay for coffee now for some reason. <laughs> but um, I almost walked in here late with a cup of coffee that I bought. I wouldn't have noticed. Yeah. Josh would have noticed. I wouldn't have I also got distracted because your girls, Josh, had to give me a whole tour of their house outside. Oh, I told them no. Okay. And you got sucked into well, that. Well, I'm an uncle. I, I can't they, say no. They're taking over the entire court with their chalk. Yeah, they it's are. It's going to be an entire like welcome uh sign out there i drove right through their kitchen by the summer i drove right through the kitchen yeah (laughs) they're gonna get that spray that you put down to protect it from the rain okay take care of all that moving on number six maryland versus uh 11 belmont or temple i'm picking belmont to beat temple then belmont to beat maryland same i'm I'm all on board with your bruins (laughs) i love it moving down lsu versus yale yale won't be smart enough to get past lsu i got lsu (laughs) pushing on through Moving down, Michigan State versus Bradley. Oh, you skipped that. one. Louisville, Minnesota. Oh, Louisville versus Minnesota. I'm a, I've always been a Gopher fan. Go Glen Burnie. Go Minnesota. I have Minnesota pushing through in a, in a nail biter. That's a 10 7 up, uh, upset for you folks listening at home. Josh, I'm going to let him just keep going. Go, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> going down, Michigan know, State uh, versus Bradley. I didn't know Bradley was a school. I thought it was a friend of mine from college. Whatever. Go Spartans. I got Michigan State. Spoiler alert. I have them making a nice little run in this tournament. Moving down. Gonzaga versus a lot of initials. F-D-U-P or P-V-I-E-W. Or for short, P-V-U. 
Fairly P- Dickinson and Prairie View. Watch your mouth. We have children yeah, I'll, listeners. I'll at least Bert. pull up the brackets for you. I have there Gonzaga pushing through. Oh, cool! You, well, the viewers can follow along yeah, at home. Right, <laughs> right. Just right, like on, said, right on your uh, right I, on your phone screen. I started at my out. top left. I'm working my 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 your, bottom. Your, your top left. My top left. My top left. Working to the bottom left, then going across. No, I'm not going to keep it. You guys aren't going to stop me. You guys are going to let me read the whole bracket. We've tried over the years, no. and it's kind of. My bracket reading is a really important PSA. PSA stands for Public, Public Service, Service Announcements. Announcement. Right. Not to be confused with PCA, which is the Presbyterian Church of America. Right. Or no. PDA, Public it, Display of Affection. Yeah, or yeah, or PDA. No, this is a PSA. And you know why? This is about social and cultural norms. Now, I fill out a bracket every year, not because I really want to, but because culture societal norms say every guy's got to fill out a bracket so i filled a bracket or a female has to fill out a bracket but can i tell you something guys this and fantasy teams i got to make this announcement every year nobody wants to hear about your tournament your bracket the only people want to hear about your bracket or fantasy team if you're in a league with and tell me if i'm wrong boys if you're in a league with other fantasy guys and you get together and you, you can talk guys. about fantasy remember last week <laughs> he was here talking about his fantasy baseball team yeah i was but to talk – like if I went up and talked to my wife about my fantasy team or about the tournament, she would not be mad. She would like smile and nod. But inwardly, she'd be saying, that boy's crazy. Why is that boy, being me, talking about fantasy baseball? Or why is he talking about the bracket? He must be crazy. If you go talk to someone about your bracket who like you're not doing a league with or whatever with the bracket you're going to do a competition with, and you just go talk to them about your bracket, that person's going to smile and nod. But they're gonna think that you're crazy. Yeah. So, so kids. But you think we, we? You think we let them go long enough? We can actually start the show now. Be <laughs> socially normal and don't go telling people about who you think's gonna win. All right. We have we haven't turned on the stream yet. Oh let's, really? Yeah. Let's start the show now. He's From joking. Behind home plate. Your Orioles talk. You already played the theme Section song. Three three six. Am I crazy? Generation of I can play it twice. Talk. You already played the theme song. Did none of that record? Do I have to start? I'll start the top, top again. Oh, Duke. no, it all recorded. NCC Let's just for say North it all Dakota recorded. State. I'm confused. It all recorded. You better get my reading of the bracket on uh, there. The live stream's That's, been on this whole time. The listeners crave for the reading of the brackets. Crave for the reading of the brackets. But, yeah. And what, whatever just happened went completely over my head. <laughs> Josh messed with me uh, I'm, over there. I'm, I'm setting he a nice key point where I can edit before getting this show out so we don't get complaints. All right. Well, I'm going to keep on referring to it. Guys, remember how I read the brackets at the beginning of the show? Oh, yeah. That was you before have to edit we hit that. record. You have to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> it's on. All right. I'll come and do it next week. I'm gonna say if, if that's not included, I'll do it next week, even though the game's already been played. Well, I I got one final. Point. I'll get them all right too. I bet. Right, I know good. you just went on a whole spiel about you don't want to hear about other people's brackets, yeah, but I, I want to share something about my bracket. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, I have sweet revenge. I think it would just be a perfect scenario if Virginia wins the whole thing, based on what happened last year, being knocked out of with the UMBC. Yeah. yeah, I think this is where they come back and make a statement. If you go from being knocked out in the first round. To winning the championship the next year, I think that's what's going to happen. I'll say this: you, as a Liberty fan, I, I for now on, I always root for small schools. Yeah, that's it's more my new fun. Role, root for small schools. And and as a Belmont fan, you should be excited that you're going up against Maryland. Oh, all I'm, they, I'm all they do is crap the bed in big games. I am so excited. Yeah. I want. I I keep thinking tomorrow night's a foregone conclusion, but it's not. It's not. Uh, Temple's a good team. Solid. They could definitely beat Belmont. They're like the 67th best team in the country. But I really, really, really <laughs> want to see Belmont right, play right. Maryland. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome too. It'd be fun. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, yeah. Mar- Mar- Maryland is a better team than Belmont. But you're right. Maryland just lost to Indiana, and I don't know if 
I mean, Belmont, Indiana are probably on the same page. Who knows? We'll that, find out that's the enough. thing. Literally, no one knows. No one knows because <laughs> literally, no one's gotten the bracket right, and, even close to right in the right. history. And so, experts come in, and experts seriously say, "Who's going to win each game?" Isn't Nobody it, knows. It's a freaking lottery. Isn't it silly that millions of people throw out fill out brackets every year with no chance of getting it right? Yet it's, we all still do it. But it's still worth certain points if you get certain predictions yeah. correct. Yeah. I mean, there's still you, – sure, a, you want to get it perfect, but nobody I ever like, will. I feel like it, I have a better chance of winning the Powerball than winning any of those perfect bracket gets you a million dollars. But, yeah, and whatever, and I, and I filled it out too, but or I will fill it out. But what gets me is people who are like – kind of brag about their sleeper hey listen you know really it's gonna do some damage yeah no one's talking about right. them but iowa is just gonna blow up and and surprise yeah. everybody there's no, no one such... it's it's chance it's buzzer beaters it's yeah. madness no one knows and there's no such thing as a sleeper that no one's talking about no you, such thing with one there's, exception there's maybe four hours sports tv on like five yeah different channels maybe if you called umbc last year to beat virginia maybe then but other than that shut right. up you know what I used to do when I was a younger man and could just go to a bar for March Madness and watch hours and hours and hours of basketball a day? Yeah, before you it's, had like a job and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. an adult. Uh, I used to print multiple copies of the brackets and I would have my one that I filled out for real, but then I'd have one that I would just fill out as the games went along so that at the end of the day, and then I'd fill in the rest with a bunch of garbage. Yeah. So that at the end of the day, I could say, look, I picked. All 16 games today, correct. Yeah. What are the odds? And then I'd save that and one. And then you post and on Twitter and, and Twitter yeah. goes yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, I was all over yeah. that. But I so- did it before sounds Twitter. Like, sounds like your type of move. Yeah. Uh, My friends have really you guys like ever me. Have you guys ever gone to a March Madness game? Yeah. Have you? I did. I went to uh, Maryland like years ago when they were in Nashville. I, I was there too. It's, I went to the same game in like 99 or They played um, 99. UNC Wilmington and yeah. – uh, was it Xavier the next day? No. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was 99. And then they and lost on the next round to Michigan State, yeah. wherever that was. Yeah, I was right. there. I sat next to uh, Steve Blake's parents. True story. I, I he must have been way, a freshman. Yeah, there, right? I sat way up in the nosebleeds. Because they won three years later. Uh, who was it? Drew Nichols hit the buzzer yeah, beater Drew at Nichols. the end. Oh, yeah, that famous shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there for that. It was great. Anyway. That's our tournament talk. Where, where did you leave off? I think you were in the Southern oh, yeah. region. Uh, moving on, Syracuse <laughs> versus Baylor. Moving on, you know part of the, the uh, if the if Maryland gets to or Belmont or Liberty, aren't they all? In, are they all in the same division? Yeah, Liberty, we're all, yeah they're all yeah. Eastern. Region. So if you get to the Sweet Sixteen, those games are in DC. Okay. So uh, <laughs> yeah. so so good good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, not that any of those teams I, I think are going to make it. I guarantee, if we go to Sweet Sixteen, I will be there. I guarantee I'll be there if Liberty gets to Sweet Sixteen, but it's not looking good. Because we're going to have to beat Mississippi State and then Virginia Tech, according to my bracket. Yeah, right. Same. I have I have I have Virginia Tech upsetting Liberty. No. Unfortunately. Hey, aren't they next door neighbors? What's that? Geographically, Virginia Tech and Li- Liberty. No, nah, I mean that's Blacksburg is Virginia Tech, not really neighbors. I don't call. Oh, uh, okay. I just know somebody in Lynchburg who's a big Hokies fan, so I just assumed. It yeah, was there's a lot of Hokie fans in. Uh, gotcha. In uh, there. Um, yeah, but you know the six seed, eleven matchup and the twelve five, that's a lot of upset. Notorious right for upsets, yep. notorious yeah. for upsets. No, uh, no sixteen over one this year though, right? Don't think that'll happen. Uh, highly unlikely. All right, can we talk? Because we're going to get to the Orioles and and um, Austin Hayes and all that jazz. But I just want to. We always Kastner run out looks to, good today. 
We all ate Cashner fine. We talked about Cashner's <laughs> beard and how his no, beard looked good. And his belly. He's got a nice big belly this year. Do you think he would be a great fantasy guy? Well, I, he's not sleeper. currently he's not on my fantasy team. Might be a sleeper. But based on his strikeout per pitch ratio today, he might be a pickup. I'm just figuring because he's got but of the course. crazy beer and the rugged masculinity that he could be a fantasy guy. Oh, a fantasy guy like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, well. But what do you want to do? You want to get to Ravens? Yeah, yeah. I want to talk Ravens real quick. All right. All right. Um, because I have some thoughts on this. All right. We got some new ones. We lost a bunch. True. Yeah, yeah we lost. But that's old news. Uh, yeah, that happened uh, the day after. Our show last week. Yeah. That's the weird thing is. Oh, you're right. Yeah, so yeah. last week I ended up doing two film study episodes because we did one immediately after they dumped everyone on Tuesday. And then suddenly on Wednesday, they made the biggest sign in that they've made in many, many years. So does Ken Cusick break down the film of the signing? <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, the signature. And yeah. Left hand, right hand. Yeah, exactly. The, the kind of how he's sitting, his posture. No, but jazz. we had very good conversations about the rebuilding of this team and and how um, oh so how you think Thomas, the Ravens are going into a rebuild? That's interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't but, agree with that. Uh, it's a fast rebuild, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, the the dumping of all the old guys on Tuesday they dumped all the old guys off the team. Mosley was not old. Zadarius Smith wasn't no, old. No, Mosley was not old. But Smith those are guys. Old. But those guys. Other, yeah. other teams are going to. Those guys were expensive. Yeah, the, the, Suggs, the, the Ravens made the same exact deal. Yeah, and he uh, he, he chose Arizona. Yeah, because um, he, he's a Flacco boy. Do 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 uh, do those moves? I thought it was a Caleb Joseph guy. Do those moves at all um, take you aback? Does uh, which player hurts the most leaving? You think which one? Like ah, Suggs. Really wish uh, I didn't lose him. Suggs because Suggs, yeah. because of performance or nostalgia? Both. So I yeah. feel like he was still a good performer. Yeah, I the, the Suggs one stings a little bit, but I understand that. He's going to go play one, maybe two years, and then he'll be gone. It's very similar to Ed I, Reed. I think one and done. We all, we all yeah. forget. I think it's one year, two. I think it's he was considering retiring. Arizona made him this offer. He gets to go back home and play. Yeah. Why not experience for a year? Yeah. I think that's all that's about. And it's going to be like in – really like, like, I don't know why Arizona wants him, but whatever. Right. Good, but it's going, to, it's going to be like Ed Reed. No one remembers that he played for like the, the Jets. Jets and the Texans. Oh, the Texans too! I forgot yeah. that for a second. Yeah. No one, no one thinks of Ed Reed that way. And yeah. Suggs is going to be the same way. Yeah, or like Adam Jones for the Diamondbacks. Nada's played for like three Adam teams Jones since is the play a few more years. Yeah, well, Nada left more in his prime than yeah. Nada had a sweet retirement to get to climb Mount Kilimanjaro and then hold up a sign up there that I'm retired. Oh, is that what he did? That's how he announced his retirement. <laughs> I think the uh, the cuts are standard procedure for the Ravens every four or five years. And I mean, everyone lost their minds when they cut Todd Heap or Derek Mason. Yeah, they do this all um, the time. Yeah. yeah it's, and when you look at the price what tags they do. that all those guys got, I wouldn't pay that money for any of those guys. Yeah. CJ Mosley got a ridiculous thing. Zadarius Smith, ridiculous money. Yeah, Zadarius Smith got paid like a top five pass rusher in the NFL, right. which he's not. Right. Um, Mosley, to me, is the one that hurt the most. And like, I, I concede yeah. that he got overpaid. But still, he was a middle linebacker, kind of the leader of that defense. Um, yeah. He's a tackling machine. It's going to be interesting. I was a fan of Mosley. And he's be... the type of guy that the Ravens usually keep. Yes. A first-round pick in his prime. Right. We don't give those away. Right. But but I can totally understand not paying that price tag. Yeah, I get it too. And, and I'll tell you what. For a minute, I was like, first of all, 
NFL free agency it's out of control is a lot better than baseball free agency why because right? it's all one day because you got a lot of action it was, it, was, it was a fun day you gotta wait forever and well, it's weird because everyone's signing but then no one can really sign <laughs> right and then it's like legal tampering yeah legal tampering so like how not can even you really have legal signing. tampering? Yeah. It should just be legal Like we, we knew Joe Flacco was going to the Broncos like a month ago. Yeah. And, and Wednesday, then they tweet the official goodbye Joe. So poor Josh. <laughs> poor Josh had to cry all over again. He thought uh, he had closure. He cried. Right. Then he saw a video and had I to love, cry again. Yeah. I, <laughs> the Ravens did a great job with their Suggs and Flacco videos. Yeah. This is like the new way to honor people, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, sure. For get a statue, make a nice see, video ad. You see people upset at Adam Jones? That he didn't take an ad out in the Baltimore Sun. No, see, Josh, Baltimore. that's where you're completely wrong. And uh, <laughs> Orioles Twitter is amazing how they do this. Uh, it was one tweet by one knucklehead. One tweet by one knucklehead spread its way all across Orioles Twitter sphere, where everyone had then had to make a comment on it. Oh, and I, I, see, was, I just saw people talking about it. I was one of the first people to respond. I respond, who's that actor? He's like at the Oscars or something. The, I'm talking about the GIF, and he's over there doing one of those. Like, you know, bad idea. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know this fat actor with curly hair? Anyway. Hill? Yeah, that's that him. The guy? That's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway. I, I was just... thinking Hurley from Lost. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah, Jonah Hill. Right. Yeah. I, I tweeted that out Good. immediately. Like, this is a bad idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, like, I got no reaction from it. And I thought that's a great gift use. Um, until today, and this happened yesterday. Until today, all of a sudden it blew up. And I got, like, 30 favorites, whatever. No, no big deal. Uh. Um, but... It took a while for his tweet to circulate and for everyone to see it. But everyone had to comment on it when it was one knucklehead saying that what it was? he wanted a Nick Marcakis newspaper ad. Oh. Was he the same knucklehead calling for uh, retire Adam Jones's number or we're rioting? Was it the same knucklehead? No, because I think that was um, Orioles. Yeah, that was uh, Sunglass Guy. Sunglass Guy. This guy yeah. was is, is a guy we know. Okay. I think we know him. Tony Pente from Orioles Hangout. <laughs> Do we know him? Uh, sure. Okay. We have some uh, relations yes, with him. We've talked with Tony Pente. We've had relations with Tony Pente? Uh, yeah. Sunglass guy's more of a friend than Tony Pente. All right. Fine. Well, both of them have bad takes on Twitter. Yes. Um, anyway, what were we talking about? We were talking about Ravens. <laughs> Ravens. Oh, yeah. The Ravens. And At first, I was in the craziness of the free agency. At first, to be honest, I was um, concerned. Well, it was a little scary because they cut all those guys, and suddenly we've got all these young guys with yeah. no leadership. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we're going to do – I said uh, on film study, I said, guys, don't worry. I've got a head start on this thanks to the Orioles. They did this this summer. It's time for a Ravens rebuild. What I didn't realize is the way the NFL works, the rebuild starts the next day. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if this is in any way – a rebuild. No. It's not a it's a it's a get younger. A retool. If it's you a will. retool. Yeah. Um though this is but see even that sounds misleading because this is I feel like business as usual for the Ravens. Build around it is Lamar Jackson. It is, but the difference is we've never it's been a while since we've been to this point. We were a few five, six years ago. Yeah. I was con- my concern was and I was by the way, I was on the train for sign Le'Veon Bell. I thought that would have been awesome, him, Lamar Jackson. Um, but my concern was, in relation to that, that they were going to spend all the money on offense because the offense has been bad. And yeah. the thing I love about this Ravens team, and always has, is the awesome defense. Right. And so I was thrilled to see them invest heavily, right, uh, in 
bringing home the best free agent. Earl, Earl Thomas safety in, in, is in Earl the Thomas. closest thing the NFL has to Ed Reed. He is. He's not on Ed Reed's and, level, but he's right, the closest. He's not, but he's the closest thing. Yeah. And as yeah. much fun as I I enjoyed Ed Reed so much. I am so excited for Earl Thomas. Yeah, he's that type of safety, the ball-hawking type of safety. Yeah. The playmaker that we knew this defense was lacking. Um, what, so, I, I mean, I'm really excited about the Earl Thomas Me signing. too. What Earl, I was not expecting that at all. Earl Thomas does the thing that is very similar to Ed Reed, as in he's the type of guy that the quarterbacks look for. Yeah. And pay more attention to. And he's the type of guy who fakes you where you think you're going one way, and then he moves the other way. Yeah, and I know our, our offense and our defense has some holes, but, man, our yeah. secondary is going to be legit. That's going to be fun. Yeah. That's, that's going to be fun. Yeah. And, and on, then they signed Mark Ingram on the offensive side. Yeah, and if, I do like that they added an older veteran guy, good character guy, paired up with uh, with uh, Lamar Jackson. I was, I was hoping they'd go with Tevin Coleman. It, like there was a toss up between yeah. him and Mark Ingram. I was seeing those two names yeah. thrown around. Coleman's a, a little younger. Coleman is younger. I don't know what he got. I mean, he went with the 49ers, but I don't know what the contract was or anything like that. But I'd been following him when he was healthy in Atlanta, kind of uh, teaming up with uh, Devonta Freeman. Um, they were, they were a stud backfield for a little while there, but yeah. you know, Ingram's good. Ingram had a great year. He was doing a similar thing with Alvin uh, Kamara all year. Right. Um, that's true. So he'll be the main guy in Baltimore. Yeah, I think that and with Alvin Kamara, the, the stats on like the treads on the tire, how many carries he has yeah. compared to Le'Veon Bell is really interesting because um, he doesn't have a ton lot of carries because he was splitting with uh, with Alvin Kamara. And that's what and that's what Ingram is going to split. He's not going to be the main back. Oh, no, but, he is. Or he's the main back, but he's not going to get every carry. I, I think he's going to get the majority, though. They're going to still split a lot. And I think there was a lot of talk about the Ravens wanted him because of the leadership and yeah. the character type guy. Yeah. And, and like a short-term deal, right? It's, it's a short-term not, deal. So Why not bring in flexibility. A, a veteran because that offense is so young. Yeah. And, a, and a guy who may, might not complain too much when the quarterback has more rushing yards than the running back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's sure. true. I mean, at the end of the day, we can talk all about this defense, which I think is going to be great next year. We can talk about – and, I, by the way, I'd rather have – if you tell me, could you have Le'Veon Bell or could – or, or – um, Earl or, Thomas. Or Earl Thomas plus Ingram. Ingram. Yeah, that's yeah. the difference. Is I, I would take that combination over, yeah. yep. over. That's like a fantasy. Totally agree. But at the at the end of the day, it's going to come down to how good is Lamar Jackson, sure. right? It For is. our success, yes, um, probably. Right. I mean, probably. Uh, There's always the chance. It's been a long time since we've seen it, but you think of the early like 2000 Ravens and stuff. Those great defenses. Where they carry a, a bad offense. Yeah, you think our defense is that good? I don't right now. We have but, issues with rushing the passer. Right. You know, the front, right. The front. I'm, I'm waiting to see what they do. And especially in our – but we're such an offensive, such a pass-happy league right now that I love Earl Thomas back there, Tavon Young, Tony Jefferson. I love these yeah. guys in the backfield. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and so – and we got rid of uh, or dropped – Crabtree, John Brown. Yeah. So who's left? Willie Sneed is Will, the only one right now. We got Willie Sneed and Moore. Chris Moore. Yeah, yeah Chris Moore. And they resigned Nick Boyle. Yeah. Good ta- a good blocker. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have those blocking tight ends. Well, with this team we're going to. And Jaden Hurst hopefully will take that next step. You really I think a lot of depends. I, on... I thought it was interesting. It, like if Hayden Hurst was the number one draft pick for the Ravens. Yeah. Right? He came in before Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. And then we traded back to get Lamar. Yeah. And He's going to be coming into his second year next year, but we still need to sign a veteran tight end for a three-year contract. Like, 
I don't know. What is it about Hayden Hurst that he he should not be the starting tight end next year? Yeah. What is? I mean, I don't know anything about oh, he, it. He like didn't, he didn't he didn't play much this that, year. That's the problem. He showed nothing this yeah. year, and, so and, that he and, showed Andrews, no reason for us to uh, trust him. And Andrews was what in the third round or fourth yeah. round, and he yeah, yeah outplayed yeah, yeah. outplayed Hayden Hurst. Yeah. yeah. So, so you hope Hayden Hurst. You know, Potential bust. Right. The big question. Maybe, and I remember his knock. One of his knocks too was he's an older guy. He's like twenty five coming out of the draft too. Uh-huh. So Hayden Hurst, yeah. let's, let's get this thing. Let's get this thing rolling. And now, this the, now yeah, it's to watch number one pick on it. Now it's to watch with the other free agents out there. And as we get ready for the draft, it's what do they do with that offensive line? What do they do as far as linebackers to yeah. replace Mosley and and all that? And wide receiver. Yeah. And yeah, I don't even know if we need a wide receiver. The way the way Lamar throws the ball. Looking through their the Ravens looking through their own crystal ball to see that they're gonna get somebody like Mark Andrews late and end up re signing Nick Boyle for three more years. There's no way they take a tight end in No, no probably no. not. But I, for, I already forgot his name already. No. <laughs> Tim Tebow. It's Tim Tebow. <laughs> Josh's ears perked up. <laughs> yeah. You, you see uh What uh, what if Tim Tebow and Joe Flack were in the same room? What would Josh do? He would probably just pass out. <laughs> did Tim T- does, uh, <laughs> did, has Tim Tebow been cut yet by the Mets? Ooh, good question. I, I know. know. I think he was demoted. I think he was. I would hope oh. so. Yeah, I think he was demoted. Why would you hope that? He'll, so be back. He'll, He'll be back. back. I don't think he's ready yet. That's so mean. He's not ready yet. Hey, if Austin Hayes isn't ready, Tim Tebow's not ready. Yeah. Um, six days ago, undeterred by his move to the minors. He's always undeterred by anything that happens to him. That's right. I Perseverance. Want, I want for, for I want Tim Tebow for once to be deterred by something. Have something to deter him. Have him something happen to him, and him be like, "Screw it, I'm done." That's what I want to see happen. Yeah, you yeah. want to see him quit. Yeah, be a little more human. I would have quit. Right. Be like me. Um, comments from the chat room. I don't know. There's some comments there. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing? Dave don't, said you don't go to the chat room unless you actually like, have something in there to say. Well, I was gonna <laughs> you say don't have something. To point it out. I was gonna, but then what am I gonna read? Hi guys. No, I'm read that chat room. <laughs> right, that's why you don't go to the chat no, room. No, but I want to mention this from the chat room because I did want to mention this one, and then I thought, well, let me start at the top, and then I was like, no, let me not start at the top. Um, Dave says so that won't be on the podcast. No, Dave, that will be on the podcast. The reading of my it, brackets, or I will not do another three three six show as long as I live. It's tradition. Um, oh, that's it's... where I draw the line. My reading of the brackets is airs on the podcast for the first ten minutes of the show, or I'm done. And if you don't like I it, have, I have small demands. There's that thirty second skip button. Yeah, hit that skip button. Hit it like ten times in a row. Yeah, no, don't really. Do <laughs> I was gonna say, what's that? Three minutes? That's where I skip no, the ads. Five minutes. Yeah, skip the ads. Yeah. All right, are, uh, that's enough Ravens talk. Uh, yeah. oh, one more thing on football. You yeah. you buying the hype for the Cleveland Browns this year? Oh, all aboard the Cleveland Brown train. Um, yeah, they'll be good. I heard they It'll already be... won the Super Bowl next year. Is that did right. they already Bologna. win it? I, I don't see it happening. Right, I've already purchased my championship T-shirt. The, the Browns, Browns gonna Brown. The Browns are now favorites to win the division. I don't know how the Browns react to actual expectations. Yeah. Also, people are assuming that this quarterback. Yeah, that's my biggest thing. Yeah, Baker they, Mayfield. You ever heard of a sophomore slump? Is legit, and I'm not sure if I want to crown him um, yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, D- Colin Kaepernick went to the Super Bowl as a rookie. Where, where is he now? Yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> nobody knows. I, I legitimately don't know. I legitimately right. do not know the answer to the question. He could literally be anywhere. And didn't Tyreek Hill just get his suspension eight games? Uh, not Tyreek Hill. Tyree Kill. Oh, that was, You're confusing oh. your people who beat people. All right, sorry. I Kamar got the other, Hunt. Kareem oh, Hunt. Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Hunt. But yeah, gotcha. I would like, but 
speaking of the Chiefs, he's not Baker Mayfield's not Patrick Holmes. No, Mahomes. No, no. Mahomes will be, be is better. Yeah. So I think Baker Mayfield, the jury's little still out on him, but. I mean, their weapons are legit. How many interceptions does Earl Thomas catch off Baker Mayfield next year? Well, he's going to need to catch a bunch if they want to beat the Browns. All right, let's get into some baseball. Okay. Let's talk to Orioles. Okay. It's, it's, it's baseball season. As yep. much as uh, the NFL wants to make excitement for one week, three, four days, now it's baseball season where we get to talk at the fact that Chris Davis didn't strike out yesterday. Uh, walked twice and had a single. Got a, yeah, a couple walks, a single, and uh, some hard hit outs. That's what you call progress. Chris boys. Davis said he struck out all the time at the beginning of spring training because he was just seeing balls. He said he just wanted – that was his quote. I just wanted to see balls. Really? No, I think he said, I was just wanted to see a bunch of pitches. Do you remember So me? he said, I didn't swing because hey, I just wanted I, to see some switches. I, 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 I called that pitches. on the podcast. That's what he said. I said he is – I said if I was Chris Davis, I would troll all of Orioles' Twitter – by just standing up there and, and watching balls. And that's what he said he was doing. He's like, I've just seen pitches. That's exactly. <laughs> I was like, Why are you just seeing pitches? I, like, go in the bat and see pitches. I told you. Pitches. That's how you do it. Yeah. I but, like that. But now he's starting to actually, uh, you know. Play? Play. So I, I, that's why his numbers are going How up. hilarious would it be if suddenly Chris Davis, like, the next two weeks of spring training or a week and a half, whatever's left. Hold on. Did, did you say he walked twice today? Once. That was yesterday, One, I think. But yeah. Yesterday. So, he, to he me, that still today. sounds like he's just up there seeing pitches. Well, no, he also, he also he if you just up there to see pitches, yeah. you're either going to walk or strike out. That's true. That's yeah. fair. That's true. But he, he also does. got a hit and two hard hits. And if he was just seeing pitches, how many of those strikeouts were swinging strikeouts? I don't think any of them were. He was all know. looking. I, I think most of them were looking. Yeah. I, so, there anyway, might be data on that. I, I, I have no point to that. I love that answer. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess I guess that one home run he had early in spring training was just such a good pitch he couldn't he couldn't stand it. Yeah, maybe like, that one at bat he said I'm just going to hit a home you run. You know, it's like when you play softball and I'll yell I yell at you, don't swing. He can't he this pitcher doesn't know how to pitch. You still swing at crap because it's so boring to just stand there and watch balls. Oh yeah, especially in softball. Right. But I'm but that's so irritating. You can I tell think, when a pitcher's struggling. It's but just don't like, you think let's play? Don't you think spring training is the equivalent of softball for these guys? Like games that don't matter. That they're just up there just to have fun. I don't understand. The last two years, Chris Davis batted two fifteen and one sixty eight, and in the last two years, he's walked over a hundred times. Who's walking Chris Davis right now? Like, why aren't you just throwing it straight yes, over the middle? Anyone. Like that church softball pitcher who can't yes. get a strike. Literally because you can't. That's the yeah. only reason you should walk Chris Davis. Stop, people. Stop walking Chris Davis with that nonsense. Well, I think it's you because should have zero walks. I think it's because like there must be a certain spot that he struggles with the ball. You try to hit that spot. And you're trying to hit that spot. Or maybe it's a right-handed pitcher who doesn't want to pitch to a lefty and would rather walk Chris Davis so he can face Mark Trumbo. How many times last year do you think Chris Davis took a ball four and thought it was a called strike? You know, he's just standing up there not swinging anyway. Yeah. Gets a, gets a walk when he thought he was struck out. It's it's possible. Like, because you know he always waits for a second. Right. Like, he has no idea anything's a ball or a strike. Like, he's got to wait for he's the like, up. what is up? Uh, what, 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 what? I don't know what to do here. I'll t- do I walk to first or walk to the bench? Hey, later, later, or walk to third base. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Later, I want to get to these uh, these rules that baseball has now made some rules official because they were. Did you see that Major League Baseball officials today were at Nats Park or not Nats Park, but at National Spring Training? No. To experiment with the pitchers and catchers about the catcher wearing a watch where he could tap what pitch to come and then it tells the pitcher what to pitch 
so that to try to get away from signal stealing. So they yeah. were testing using watches. I saw. I feel like our thing of the microphone in the glove made a lot more sense than watches. Yeah, yeah. There was a great t- uh, tweet by a guy we had on the show the other day, Dylan Atkinson, who tweeted out, "Baseball, we need to make the games faster. Also, baseball, let's give the pitcher catchers watches to text each other back and <laughs> right, forth throughout right, the that's game." That's a lot of text. <laughs> yeah, like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> The, the text back and forth debating like, the pitch. I don't know why they couldn't just go with our microphone option. Yeah, they want to have a way of appeasing the old timers who still want to see hand signals, but want and then the new timers who want there to be technology. Right. So they're still getting a hand signal. But I love the but idea. It's, it's, it just looks like this. I love the idea of someone from the other team like hacking the watch, so they're like calling the pitches from the dugout. Yeah, and it's just intercepting. Catcher's like, why are you keep pitching the wrong thing? It or. It could still be a watch, but a watch with a microphone, so they could be like all calling Dick Tracy, calling Dick Tracy. Though I do like throw, throw a fastball down the <laughs> right, computer down the middle, right? Because no one's gonna hear that, <laughs> and they have to talk like old timey cops. No, nah, if, <laughs> if you're gonna do that, you might as well do a get smart style and have the cleat all yes. be also a phone. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm a fan when the catchers paint their nails, and that but, might take away the pain of the right. nails. But I am a fan of them trying all this weird stuff at spring oh, training. I, I love weird stuff. I love weird stuff in baseball. I'm just waiting for the, the pitcher's watch to blow up, and, and, it, and he responds, new number, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be relevant because the pitcher just had to change his jersey number. Yeah, and new I number, who right, dis? How's that switch when they bring in a new catcher? What do you have to <laughs> Give me my other watch. It also could or, be a factor, you know, let's say the number's released at an away game um, and all the fans get the number, all the fans start yeah. texting the catcher. And that could be like a, a in-between in- innings promotion up on the thing. Text yeah. this to tell Matt Wieters what you really think about him. <laughs> exactly. What pitch should he throw next? I still I still think Matt Wieters is on this team. Uh, he's been going for a while now. Yeah. Who's our catcher again? Well, we just – we just got a guy for more international signing money. We just got a new catcher. Cool. Breaking news right before the show. You probably didn't uh, see that yet. No, I was going to show you guys. Have you seen this? Uh, speaking of MLB experimenting, have you seen that shot? The new the camera. camera. The, yeah. the ump cam. That's pretty cool. I love, I love the ump cam. Yeah. Especially like if we could go back to like Buck Showalter and the umps getting in a big fight, I want that ump cam. <laughs> Before they just threw the red flag. Or right, right. Before challenges. Tap their Or wrists. whatever you call it. Yeah. They should be able to text the umpire. You see A.J. Hinch was tossed from a spring, spring training, training game. game. I love it. Love it. Did, did you hear him talk about it? No. He said, because Angel Hernandez, who's famous for being infamous uh, yeah. for being terrible at his job. Yes. And he said, all he said was, A.J., uh, he, you know, he made a bad call. And A.J. Hinch call, called him over and said, listen, because, you, you know, A.J. Hinch's Astros, they're all about sabermetrics. He, he told Angel Hernandez, he said, uh, we have some technology that can really help you become better at your job. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a burn. <laughs> and Angel Hernandez <laughs> apparently did not take kindly to that and said some inappropriate words to uh, – That's uh, awesome. To AJ Hinch. So I thought that was pretty funny. That's, yeah, that's good. I like that burn. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Um, I want to get to uh, the Austin Hayes story. Right. So Austin Hayes has been pretty hot at spring training. Here's his numbers. 280, right? Batting average 351. 351, all right. On base 385, five dongs, uh, nine extra base hits, only struck out seven times in 40 plate appearances. Also has played a really good outfield, it's worth noting. All right. And that he was that sounds down. good. He was sent down in favor of Joey presumably Rucker. 
uh, Cedric Mullins, who's had a terrible spring training. Joey Rickard, who's who's been yes. in Fuego. Joey Rickard. Yeah, Joey Rickard's having a, a Jake Fox caliber. And Eric training. Young Jr., don't let the junior deceive you. He's old. Um, but uh, they, they cut Austin Hayes. Um, and, it, this, and, they, and they say it has nothing to do with service time. Zero to do. The so, quote was right. zero. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. You guys thoughts on, on Austin Hayes being cut? Are you guys okay with uh, this? He think? came up last year. Did he not play? No, a few last games? year. No, that was two years ago. Two years ago. Last year okay, he was. Still. Last year he was hurt, so he didn't play much of anything, even in the minors, because he was hurt. So I understand that's probably why they made the cut. But Austin Hayes was looking really good, and I was excited about seeing Austin Hayes up in the majors. I, but I think we all kind of knew going into the into spring training, we knew that it was going to be a small chance of Austin Hayes making it. Yeah, I don't think it. it it's not a matter of the clock ticking, right? Because it no. already started two yep. years ago. You said he's came up. He's with got that. an option, yeah. Yeah, but again, you could if you held him down in the minors for like two or three months, you would get an extra year out, year out of him. Okay. Well, then that seems more reasonable to right. me. Right, then it sounds like a clock, whether you want to no. say. No, I, they said it's not. Well, but when you but put it that way, it makes yeah. sense. So, I mean, I totally – well, they've probably seen the backlash the Blue Jays are getting for saying, we're not bringing up Vlad because of the clock. So they're not going to publicly say it's because of the clock. But when you're not going to do anything this year, why not save them for another year? Okay. Of course do it for the clock. That's okay. what I would lean towards. Okay, fine. Uh, drink the orange Kool-Aid. Um, I think this is outrageous. Um, I would like to refer you to um, February 20th. February 20th. I just made up a date. But sometime in February. <laughs> you're talking about where he said training. it's an open competition. Here's the quote Hyde said. It's a great opportunity for everybody in camp. There's a lot of jobs to be won. I don't really think anything is set in stone. Fast forward to yesterday or two days ago when um, Hayes was cut. Hyde said this. The same man says this. We're going to always do what's best for the player. When it's a prospect type player, their development is the most important thing. When you're talking about some of those guys, you're talking about guys who, in our eyes, haven't quite finished their development. So in one month, he's saying... There's an open competition for the best players. Hayes, Hayes literally plays the best. Yeah. Then you say, no, this is about player development. Well, then don't right. say it's about open co- competition. And Mike Elias was worse. My- Mike Elias says it was about um, spring training stats don't matter. Well, then why would you say all this crap about open competition and this spring's really important and a great opportunity for guys and then say we have other ways to measure this stuff? Spring training do- do- well, no, doesn't it's, matter. saying spring training games don't matter. Or the stats, and right, therefore that, the, stats the stats don't matter. But but whatever they're doing off the out of the game. Oh yeah, they're saying now that yeah, matters. their swing angle. So what you're assuming no, I mean I mean whatever is, they're doing at practices. You're assuming the open competition is a major league spot. Yeah, but he didn't outright say that. What else would you be competing for? Uh, to just even make it uh, right. on a single A, double A. Or, or. Oh, so so he didn't play well enough to make it in the majors, even though he had the best numbers out of anybody. Right. He just played. He just played well enough to make it to Triple A. I mean, well, then if that's the case, the guys with the worst numbers shouldn't make the team either. Yeah, right. I, I agree. So, like Cedric Mullins should have made. No, you know what? I don't even care. Because um, if you go just by spring training, Cedric Mullins should be in the minors, and Austin Hayes should be the starting center fielder. But but fine, don't do it that way. But don't tell me it's an open competition, and then don't tell me Michael Elias. That has zero to do with with his clock. 
Um, because if it was all right, even, the timing works out way too easy. If it was all now, he doesn't. We'll see how long he stays down there. If he just stays down there for two weeks and comes up, then I was wrong. It wasn't about the clock. But if he stays down there for two months or whatever it is, and then comes up, then it is about the clock. But but don't tell me that that has zero factor in any decisions that you make. We all know, like we're not idiots. We all know that um, service time matters right. with young players, especially so don't when you're treat re- us like morons. Especially when you're in a rebuild. Maybe yeah. he was just being indirect not wishy-washy but he was just being indirect when he answered those questions <laughs> right right they're not being uh, yeah and of course of course rakubako um company uh, man someone tweeted um they said it's disappointing but it's also about it's also good that we'll have uh it's about having control over his service time with someone tweeted at rock and rock said not if you read elias's quotes so again right uh, uh rock st- standing up for the man there yeah i gotta love that well, then I'd say get rid of all of them. Get rid of Hyde. Get rid of Elias. Because if they're not going to be honest with the fans, they shouldn't be here. I agree. I'm glad. Finally, Bert, we, we agree on something. Yeah. Oh, were you being sarcastic? I, I just want somebody that's going to tell the, the media, the fans, and the general public every single step of every plan and decision that they make. No, I don't we care. We deserve to know. No, to be honest, you know what? Um, I, I don't care about that. Um, I do care. And we talked about this before. I do care about the media's reaction to it and how no one's questioned this. Right. I think it should be questioned how if the if you're kind of the hottest hitter in spring training and your young, you know, stud prospect is sent down, I think that, like, deserves to be, I don't know, questioned a little now, bit. Now, there's still a chance they bring Austin Hayes up if someone's not ready for the majors or if, if Trumbo's not healthy enough to, for opening day or uh, something like that. Do they – is Santander still – he's done his Rule 5 status, right? So they don't have to – As far to, as I know. They yeah, don't yeah, have yeah, to yeah. keep him down. There, is there yeah. any outfielder that they're being forced to carry because of Rule 5 stuff? Uh, or do they no, just they have pitchers? Unless you want to call that Jackson guy because he plays everywhere. Because uh, he's, having, he's having a hot spring as well. Yeah. Drew Jackson. I thought he was a shortstop. Yeah, but, he plays everywhere. Okay. Are they looking at him for the outfield? He's played center in spring training. Okay. So maybe that's part of it is they're looking at, at bringing that guy up. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's a matter of spots, right? And you're yep. choosing to go with Eric Young Jr. It looks like right now Joey Rickard and Cedric Mullins um, over Austin Hayes. Right. And, but- the, and the one that stands out to you right there is Cedric Mullins because he's having such a bad spring. He's batting like 125. Like I think, it's a, I think Chris Davis might have a better batting average than Cedric Mullins Yikes. this spring. Nobody wants that title. So I'm sure that's the one that stands out. Uh, but I wonder, I don't know, is there any hesitation of we need to leave Chris Davis in because the fans already like already crowned him as like Adam Jones replacement? Mullins. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, certainly everyone knew he had the fast track right. to start. And honestly, he's a guy I think you care less about your service time because he's not the highly rated prospect that right. Hayes is. So I don't think they foresee him as the starting center fielder in three years anyway. Yes. So who cares if he's playing there right. now? He's, right. I mean, the Orioles have been aggressive, and he is faster. He's getting some stolen bases down to Sarasota. So it could be that type of move as well. All right. I just want to make um, – and then I'll let the media go. I just want to make this point about the media. All right. Um, Rakubako in his article. You sound like Trump calling out the media. <laughs> Ra- you got a little obsession over there. Rakubako in his article. Yeah. Mentioned Hayes being cut. In his article about Hayes being cut. Yeah. 
I read it this morning. Um, here's what he says about Hayes being because it mostly when this is how Rock does, it's mostly like blurbs, right? Quotes from from other people. But then he had this sentence in his own words: Hayes has seemed to create out of the cuts has seemed to create the biggest uproar uproar among fans on social media after batting 351, 385, 892 slash in 12 games with three doubles, a triple, five home runs. Um, he also ran and filled exceptionally well, but had to back his bags this but had to pack his bags this morning. And he hedges that with not like the move that didn't make the most sense or the move that maybe we should question a little bit. No, he says the move that created the biggest uproar among social media. As if, like, social media is right. a bunch of these fringy, <laughs> nutty people. So he's back, he's back to the dude. Isn't it? Yeah, but, like, that's not the only people <laughs> upset about Austin Hayes. Like, reasonable people can be annoyed that Austin Hayes was sent down. Yeah, don't you think there should be a guy with a microphone amongst the other guys with microphones and gals with microphones in uh, Brandon Hyde's face when he sm- says a quote like that about uh, doing what's best for the player when they can immediately come back and say, well, actually, Coach, on February 20th, you said uh, it's open competition. So how do you justify cutting the guy who literally beat everybody at everything in right. every stat Right. We all when know, it's supposed to be an open competition? Right. We all know how open competitions go. We've all we've all been through high school sports, college sports with open tryouts. And if you have real open tryouts, it's who does the best. Unless so not Austin Hayes, unless but, the one guy's older brother was right, a I was varsity say, star. But we've always learned from high school <laughs> that there's always the but if the coach likes you, but if you were the, a veteran, even if you're being outplayed. But if your mom is in charge of the class musical. <laughs> right. So the question is. What is Cedric Mullins' mom up to? <laughs> but I'll say this. There's one person in the media who actually has some... Um, Dan Connolly? No, who actually has some chutzpah here. Who actually asks the tough questions, won't roll over like a puppy John and Mioli. just say yes, sir. No, John Mioli is a puppet. I'm just trying to think of guys who don't work for the Orioles or MLB. No, this guy works for MLB, but he's new here, so no oh, one knows about him. Joe... Treza. Yeah, Treza. Guy, yeah, he's here just to write a book. We need to get that guy on the podcast because here's what okay. he said. He Whenever said, I shouldn't be saying this like right when we're doing the show. I should have said this like, hey, two days ago. That would have been helpful. To get this guy on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah somebody else is going to get him. No, but he tweeted, so how much competition was there actually in Oil Spring Training? You decide. And then he quotes Ma- <laughs> Mike Elias, uh, and, and this is Mike Elias talking. He said, in no way do we want to jeopardize any part of their development just to have a pure tryout based on spring training at bats. I learned, and the evidence bears out, the real full-season minor league statistics have little more predictive information than spring training stats. So apparently this wasn't open tryout at all, and Michael Elias just said it there, and good for Joe Trezza, call him out. Joe Trezza can call him out because he's new here. He doesn't know that we usually just roll over and right. say whatever management wants us to yeah. say and kind of repeat that mantra. You know so what's one I'm, of my favorite I'm, things I'm about sorry, sp- Joe, if you get your press pass taken away when the season starts. Yeah. Um, you and Nestor can hang out. <laughs> no, so I'm a, I don't know this guy, Joe, at all, but I'm a, I'm now a big Joe Trezza fan. Uh, he's the one I, I, I unfollowed everybody else. I only follow Joe Trezza now. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so, so take that for what it's worth about this whole open spring training type, type deal type nonsense. Um, so I'm, I'm, I don't really care about Austin Hayes. I'm annoyed with how it's been covered. Oh, you know what's one of my favorite things? Listening to people, reporters talk about how they talk about spring training as being different 
and better, though they'll never use the word better, they mean better, while also making sure not to insult Buck Showalter. They're doing yes, freaking verbal gymnastics. they all loved Buck Showalter. To compliment Buck Showalter while also saying this year it's completely different and better right. without Buck Showalter. Right, it's way more laid back. Oh, really? Guys are having fun. I haven't noticed yeah, that. Yeah, not that it was bad before. It's just different. <laughs> and by different, we mean better. Right. So that's always entertaining, too. Um, what, what do we got? How much spring training we got left? I mean, like this, 10 days? This is like the grind of spring training. Like, let's get the – we're down to 39 players. Let's find out who are, who, what, what our roster is, and let's get started. We do have a well, problem. Op- opening day is 10 days away. Okay, and we so still – what's spring training normally ends, like two days before that? Yeah. So we're about a week. Right now, as of right now, the Orioles have only one guy for sure making yeah, the trip to Baltimore. according to uh, Brandon Hyde. Alex Cobb. Alex Cobb, who's, who's the starting opening day. Open day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the only guy officially. But yeah. I, I have a feeling that Kashner will be on there, too. Yeah, because Kashner looked good today. And you know what? Going out on a limb, I think Chris Davis is going to make this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a safe bet. Unless he twists his oblique or something again, which tends to happen. The last spring training game is a week from today, next Monday, the 25th. Okay. Okay. Against the New York Mets. All right. So if we got Kashner and Cobb and we got Davis at first. We who's is Mancini? He's a lock for left field, right? Yes, unless Trumbo's for some reason is not ready, and then he, he would switch down to the DH. Right. So we've got Trumbo, and we've got but, Mancini. By the way, Elias and Hyde have talked a lot about defense. How can you talk about defense and still play Mancini in left field? Even though it and, was it was our idea. He's idea, the face of the franchise. On section thirty six to move him to the outfield, we take full credit for that. It was actually <laughs> my true. suggestion. You're welcome. That's um, well, yeah. We were way out on that, asking him to work out there before the Orioles. Yep, were. and then all of a sudden the Orioles were yeah. working out. Hello, Orioles. We know you're listening. Right? Didn't we even like <laughs> in the warehouse? Didn't we tell Mancini that like before yeah. we even went? To I the gave outfield? advice. Yeah. I was like, hey, if you're smart, you would start yeah. getting ready for outfield. All right. Well, and especially why wouldn't you have Mancini in that first base DH role? When we've got all these outfielders. And you know Trumbo's not part of the future. Right. So I, I think Mancini's in left field until Trumbo is either moved or cut. I would be yes. surprised if Trumbo finishes the season. I would assume they got to be hoping Trumbo's going to have a great season so they can move him fast. Or a terrible season so you can cut him and move on. Yeah. yeah. All right, so Mancini in left. Mullins, I guess, is in center and Rickert's in right. Yeah, I I'm mean, curious to see how they're going to rock that. I could see a different scenario every night. Like, depending on righty-lefty matchups right. and all that, I could see a different combination of that outfield every night. Um, True. I think long-term, Austin Hayes is your center fielder. Right. I just don't think they'll, I don't think he'll be on the team opening day. Right, but he's coming soon. Sure. And so I wonder if you want to start getting Mullins comfortable with playing with the right positions. Why, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. So, why not? Why not try Mullins and right? Because we've seen Rickert play center. Rickert can handle center. He can. So I, you could always put Mullins in in right field and put Rickert in center. I just I think there's going to. be – I love the idea of rethinking this with fresh eyes, and I would like to see real fresh eyes. Like just because Mullins has been center like field, like a baby, fresh <laughs> the world. Right. No, like like it's bright out here. Like just because Mullins <laughs> played center field, maybe he doesn't have to be in center field. Maybe he doesn't even have to make this team. Um, we know we know second base is uh, Bilar, right? Yeah, the other guy in the outfield, I don't know where he fits. Is Dwight Smith Jr. I don't know where he fits. I thought he's going to be a home run today. No, no, Dwight Smith Jr. is an outfielder. All right, so 
All right, so now we've got – so if we're just looking at outfield, we've got – got Eric Young Jr. too? But, uh, but Eric Young Jr., he's not on the 40-man. you got to make room for him. Right. So, if he makes it. So right now in this out in this crazy outfield, leaving yeah. Trumbo out of that outfield, we still have Dwight Smith Jr., Eric Young Jr., Trey Mancini, Cedric Mullins, Joey Rickert, and that's leaving out Austin Hayes, who's gone on the fast track. Right. So that's six, seven outfielders. Right. And that's not counting what's his name, the shortstop who can also play outfield. Yeah, Drew Jackson, yeah. Drew Jackson, yeah. Because if they want to keep on like a Rule 5 guy like Richie Martin, they're going to need a place for Drew Jackson who's having a great spring. Yeah, and, and you thought Martin, Richie Martin was on fire, but then all of a sudden he can't hit. Right. He can't hit a thing. And so I wonder maybe Jackson's just starting shortstop. I think that's still an open question who your starting shortstop is. Yeah. I, I agree. So there's still, I I mean, he, here's what I think I know. There's still a lot of questions. But the Austin Hayes thing tells me is that we're going to be really bad. I, yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to be even worse. But I, isn't... The closer we get to the season, the worse I think we're going to be. Yeah. But isn't Austin Hayes... Isn't this Austin Hayes move... Isn't it also a move of, hey... We've got seven guys out here that we want to try out in the outfield, but you're the future, so we want you to be playing every day. So go in the minors where you can play every day. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. And think about Austin. Like you can definitely make an argument that Austin Hayes should not make this team because last year he missed like the whole entire season. Right. He's never played AAA. He's only played like half a season at Double A. So he lacks just that bats and experiences uh, in minors. Like make that argument. But if that's the case, I don't know why he was up with the major league club so long. Like, I would have sent him down a while ago saying, hey, you know, you just don't well, have remember, any part, chance of making this team. Part of it is part of it is to get him experience and get him around those big league guys. And part of it is spring training for minor leagues starts a few weeks later. Right, but so Diaz and Mountcastle were cut earlier, That's and they true. were still they brought were back a, a for week or two early. But Mountcastle played today, so you can true. still bring him back. You're right. You're right. I don't know. Yeah. Bring him back. Uh, and don't only get me started on the starting rotation I right mean, now. Starting <laughs> rotation is an absolute joke. I guarantee, you know what I can, I can almost guarantee? Um, some team is going to cut someone or put someone or DFA someone. And we're going to find someone And else. we're going to swoop up and pick it up. Because I can't imagine it looks like that we're, we're going with Mike Wright and David Hess right now. I can't imagine a world right. where Mike uh, Wright and David Hess are starting pitches. That, that world was I, last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, right. I, do you think we go opener? The way these guys are pitching? No, because that I think that would you be gotta dumb. Hold, that means you got to carry an extra pitcher, right? Why, why would you do an opener? You would go with the opener if you're like trying to win or something. We're trying to find <laughs> no, but seriously, right. we're trying to find starting pitchers. Okay. So why would you an opener when you're trying to find starting I don't know. pitchers? So you're going to retread David Hess and Mike Wright and Josh possibly, Rogers. yeah, and Josh Rogers. And you're going to lose 160 games in the process. And I think that Oscar win two, will lose the rest. And I think that could be your your five six guys to start in April. And I think by May, one of those bottom guys is down, and you're bringing someone else up. And I think you're I think those four and five slots. I mean, Cobb, Kashner, Bundy, all right, that'll, that'll last for the year maybe. You could also easily trade those guys if they're having good years in uh, July. So I think we're going to see a lot of fluctuation in our rotation this year. Yeah, but Josh, you're going to see fluctuations, but it's going to be bum for bum. Bum for bum. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. no bum Austin bum. Hayes coming no. up. There's no Eusenia Diaz coming up this year no. and helping your pitching staff. No, you're it's going to be, it's gonna be try you out, try you out, try you out. Yeah, but people who have already been tried out. Retreads 
who have let, to uh, make another appearance to show up on the Except for the guys that we got from the trades last year. Those guys would be new. Yeah. D- new tries. Dylan so Tate and Luis Ortiz. Josh Rogers, well, Zach Pop. Yeah, they all suck anew. Yeah, 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 suck anew. <laughs> um, Keegan Aiken, I don't know what happened to him. Um, I don't know what the deal with Keegan Aiken is. He's a question mark for me. I don't know. Is he? I haven't heard anything about him in spring training. Um, and I, I mean, I, I don't think he's on the 40-man. So maybe that's why. I don't know if he's hurt or whatever, but he's the guy who had a really good year last year as a lefty, and that would not be a retread. That's actually be, I don't know, prospect might be too strong of a word. Um, but other than that, I mean, who are we talking about here? We're just talking about a bunch of retreads and jokes and the, the pitching staff. And until we address that, um, so you got to hope that maybe like Nate Carnes turns into something or I don't know, like maybe Josh Rogers. I, Josh Rogers seemed to be a, by the way, a really likable kid. I don't know if you've heard any interviews with him. Um, but he, Josh, he's offered to come on here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't surprise me because um, he seems to be a really likable kid. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So he may be a guy we talk to soon. Yeah. All right. Him and Joe Trezza. All right. I'll reach out to Joe Trezza for yeah, you. Yeah, that guy asked a tough question. You know who asked about Michael Elias about did this have anything to do with service time? Joe Trezza. Joe Trezza. He's the only guy that asked that. <laughs> like I've heard that somewhere. Yeah. All right, so Major League Baseball did make some rules official. I feel like this is like our third week straight talking about rules. Yeah, but yeah. now it's official. But that's what happens during spring training. So they did officially be, say, beginning in 2020, pitchers will be required to face a minimum of three batters. Of course. 2020? If the season doesn't end Isn't or whatever. Is this 2019 right now? Yeah, this yeah, is 2019. Next year. So well, next year. This is – I hate this nonsense. Make the rule and go. Yeah. All right. Why? Why wait? Why, why state? Stop. All right. Start. Well, stop. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, also, in 2020, they're going to limit mound visits from six to five. <laughs> or no, no. That's this year. With talks of next year dropping it to four. Good. I'm fine. Cut it to three. I don't care. All right, also starting this year, there's a single trade deadline, July 31st. So it gets rid of, like, the waiver trade and all that. This That starts this year? That starts this year. Cool. So I like that. All-Star Game Election Day starting this summer. So what that is is they narrow all the voting down to three guys for each position. Mm-hmm. And then on one day, there's a 24-hour vote-in where you can vote for which of these top three guys for each position get the All-Star Game. What happens when a Russian hacker gets in and messes with our all-star game? Then uh, Ovechkin somehow plays center field. It's required. <laughs> I don't know. I like the idea. I like the idea of mixing it up. If we can't have the hanging chads anymore and we got to do internet voting, at least do something a little bit fun like this. I don't care. All right. Home run and derby now plays $1 million to the winner. Just sign me up. Okay. That's the whole point is to get stars to do it. Is it true that on Birdland Radio, the wiffle ball uh, competition has you know, a, a $10,000 winner? You know, I ha- I have not even worked in a home run derby into the wiffle ball tournament. we got to have a home run derby. Yeah, with the million-dollar prize. I'm All just right. hoping to make contact. Yeah, some sponsor <laughs> wants to put up the million-dollar prize or the $10 prize, and we'll be good. All right, uh, the commercial breaks between innings or during innings will be shortened by two by 20 seconds. So they were two minutes 20 in between innings. Or Did that in between, start this year? In between the top and the bottom. Now they are two minutes. That's the step in the yeah. direction. So we're going to have to play, thank God I'm a country boy, just a little bit faster. But it's not like I'm surprised baseball isn't. We'll phase. We'll do it one second shorter <laughs> for, for the, the next, next 20, 20 years because that's more baseball style. So good All for right. them for doing it next year or this year. Gotcha. 
Position players will be prohibited from pitching in games that don't go into extra innings unless a team is ahead or behind by at least eight runs. What? I don't even know why you have to make this a rule. Yeah. That just seems like common sense. Why would you ever put in a position player to pitch if you when weren't. you're not up by more than eight Or when runs? you're not so deep into extra innings that you have no pitchers. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Unless you had like a 22 to 20 game. Yeah, but like he's saying, it. oh, 22 to 20. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but that point, at that point, you're in extra innings. No, but not it necessarily. In innings. Okay. How's and like, you run out of pitchers. That's like both teams just suck that bad. Dude, that'd be awesome. That would be amazing. <laughs> that'd be a lot of fun to be at that game. That'd be like Orioles versus I don't understand why David it has, has to be a rule like it's a problem. Like, is right. somebody abusing that? Like, <laughs> yeah, who that's cares? True. I wanna, that's what I want to know. Are yeah. they nervous about, like, using Shoyotani in weird ways or and something? Call me crazy. But people lose their minds when a position player pitches. Like it's right. the greatest it's thing in the great. world. Yeah, it's why take thing. that away from us? You should require the game's boring enough as it is. Say, the <laughs> rule should be at eight runs. You have to put you have to put in a position yes. player. That should if be the rule. If it goes next innings, forget the run at second base. What put a in, horrible put rule! Put in a positional player. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, if, like if that ever comes into play, I'm walking out of the stadium because you have lost my mind. No, you're not. Because there's going to be a position player on the mound. You're going to watch. Uh, committee <laughs> committee will be appointed by the commissioner office and the union to discuss the game's e- uh, economic concerns. That's not a rule. Doesn't affect me. That's just a thing saying, Boy. hey, we're trying not to get into a strike. <laughs> All right. The minimum time a player spent on the injured list, the IL, not the will DL. be increased back to 15 days from 10 days. Buck Showalter wouldn't have liked that rule. They, no. Didn't they just change it to 10 like yeah. three weeks ago? And now they're making it 15? Uh, more took, than it used every, to be? Everyone took advantage yeah, of it. It used to be 12, didn't it? So. Uh, four, I thought it was a 14 day. Oh. I so always 15 day DL? Yeah, I think it was 15, then they went to 10, 10. and everyone took advantage. And All right, finally. Yeah, God forbid. This is, the best, this is the best one, but it doesn't begin until 2020. Yeah. All teams until will have a 28-man roster in the month of September. And a 26-man roster during the rest of the season. So none of this bringing up your entire 40-man. That's smart. None of this 50 people in the bullpen. Yeah. 28 people total. Good. So I like cool. that. Good. Until they change it back next year because they can't yeah. keep a rule for more yeah. than right. a week. Why would you – yeah. Why would you announce a rule a year ahead of time unless you want it to get outraged and right, be right. able to change your mind? Right, you're announcing the rule a to year see how out. people react. To see, and not even people. It's all about. It's got to be all about games at the players' union saying, "Hey, we weren't making this rule, but we're not doing it this year." I'm making my own fan rules. If Chris Davis strikes out more than once in a game, I'm leaving, even if we're winning. Is it? What if he just strikes out looking? More than one. <laughs> right. If, hey, if we give up a run to the opponent in the first inning, I'm leaving. Hey, how about this? Um, and we'll end on this note. Um, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Minor League Team. Uh-huh. You hear about this? No, I'm Googling it. I don't know. On July 26th, they're going to have Florida Man Night. Oh. Wait, is it a Florida Man bobblehead? It's a double A double A affiliate of the Miami Mar- Marlins. They're being right now pretty tight-lipped about the promotion, but they did promise they will break a law, a Florida law, Every single inning, they're gonna break a Florida law. That's that's isn't awesome. that the greatest that promotion brilliant. ever? Florida yeah. Man Day, yeah, or when Florida is Man this? Night, July twenty sixth. Okay. All right, so Florida Man. See, I'm thinking Marlin Man. Oh no, Florida. You know how yeah, every like, insane like stupid story, Florida people. Yeah, it starts with Florida right, Man. I like Florida Man too, but I also like if they could in could they kill Marlin Man at Florida Man Night? I don't know. Well, that's, this is in Jacksonville. It's quite yeah. a bit of a distance from Miami. Get, yeah, what did you, you see? Get those tickets, Bert. Did, I, so I'm looking at my calendar. I'm in, I'm in Florida 
You break July a law 26th. every inning. You guys are going to be doing like meth between the third inning. And that's all the Florida Man stories are usually involving meth. And just think of all drunk. the guys that get to walk in there. Looks like a bunch of lawbreakers up in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the dream. And it's a Friday night. Oh, I am planning to go to Jacksonville that night. I think it's only like a two and a half hour I drive. I want you to live stream the whole thing. Oh, that's, that's amazing. I'm yeah. putting it on my calendar. Put it on your calendar. Florida but man. but what you guys missed is did you see the announcements by the Norfolk Tide and the Shorebirds today? They are not having Florida Man Night. No, they're doing these like Spanish nights or whatever. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's some awesome uh, jerseys like um, like that one. Matt is what they're. I'll just put it up here for the camera. That's what I don't know what that is. Serta or yeah. whatever penguin is what they're doing for uh, the Tide. And the Shorebirds, which is close by, yeah, we should go to Shorebirds. My, my backyard. The uh, Gallos del de Delmarva. <laughs> I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. <laughs> we should do but, the Gallos de Delmarva. <laughs> but the little rooster, <laughs> the rooster hat looks pretty cool. All right, well, you know how I love me some uh, good hats. All right, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Florida Man Night, July 26th is on my calendar. How far is Jacksonville from Orlando? About two hours from where oh, I Oh, you stay. can make that drive. Totally, yeah. Totally. And it's a weekend. I'll stay in Jacksonville all weekend and go to the beach or something. Well, you probably need to after Friday night when you do a bunch of legal things. Right, all the legal <laughs> yeah. things. I'm not sure you'd be in any, any condition. Might be spending the weekend home. in jail. Well, I think you can get away with it, though. I don't know. Will police be on hand at uh, Florida Man Night? All right, boys and girls. Thanks for listening to another successful edition of Section 336. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Section336 for all my uh, cool gifts of um, Jonah Ark, whoever I, whoever that tweet was. <laughs> Who's the big Jonah? Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Jonah of Ark. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, or you can follow uh, Bert on Twitter. Bert? At Bert Rohde. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Birdland Radio, two weeks away. Birdland Radio, two weeks. Also, you can follow Birdland Radio on Twitter for all the updates on Birdland Radio. We got like 50 shows coming out. I have said bunch. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. And as always, go O's. And go Belmont. And go Flames. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.